still getting better all the time and turning all against one is an art that's hard to teach another clever word sets off an unsuspecting hurt and as you step back in the line a mob jumps to their feet now dance Alright, welcome to the show everybody, it's the MBM Podcast, I'm your host Matt, I got another show for you guys today, and I'm uh, happy to be doing it, I'm, I'm kind of really kind of gotten back into the podcast zone over the last week as I recorded it with Tim and I created more work for myself right off the hop, I've got to go and edit out that F-bomb because, you know, God forbid I actually pay attention to where there's a little E for explicit beside music that I play, but hey, we'll get it covered, no big deal. Um, of course, I want to say thanks to everybody that supports the podcast. All you listeners are the most important people because without you guys, there's no reason for me to sit here and talk to my friends about RC and share the love of the sport with you guys. So thanks to you guys. Of course, thanks to the few sponsors that the podcast has. Of course, get people like Combinator Racing Skins, which our special guest tonight is going to be, or today I should say, is going to be Rick Seffrood from Gone Bananas. Tekin, MKS, Rotor Ron, Gropner. It's pretty sad when I've got to look around my room to remember all of the places that have been so awesome to support this little podcast and myself. And I think sometimes I, I forget of how fortunate I am. And i got to say th- shout out to Axial because, um, you know, Rick can probably see it behind me. But I've got this really cool Deadbolt 2 behind me. And unfortunately, my work schedule has been so ridiculous, I just haven't had time to to use it now the good news is i'm going to be working night shift coming up for a couple of weeks and most people go oh my god night shift that's going to suck no but for me it's great um, because it gets done fairly early in the morning so i'm going to be able to come home get a decent amount of sleep and actually get up probably around 11 o'clock every day noon at the latest and have a few hours to maybe take the truck outside and and do stuff when the weather's really nice and the sun's nice and i take some nice pictures and share the fun i'm having with that thing so if you're in the market for a crawler and, you know, you can't decide between a kit or the RTR. I'm going to tell you right now, the RTR is the way to go. It's instant fun. As soon as you get it home, you just put a battery in it and turn it on and go. So uh, I love building kits, but when it comes to crawlers, because I'm not too serious into it, RTR all the way, buddy. All the way. But with that being said, welcome, Rick, to the show. Thanks for joining me today, buddy. Good morning, Matt. How are you? I am great. How are you doing? Oh, really good. That's um, good to hear. You've been busy, haven't you? Oh, my God. Too busy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had time to even really pay attention to my Facebook page or anything else. So It's almost like you're going to have to hire an employee. Yeah, that's going to be <laughs> tough to do. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Either that or you're really going to have to seriously think about leaving the full-time gig just to do phone. That's crazy when you think about that, I- right? I've been thinking about it, but I could always get a part-time gig too, so. Yeah, well, that might even be a little better, but it's kind of crazy. You know, sometimes I sit and you'll message me or, you know, I'll just be looking at my cars and, of course, looking at the foams and or going through, you know, finding bags of foam tires that I have, rims still with old foam on them and stuff like that. And I just say to myself, it's like, wow, like to, to think of, only a few years ago, you know, you're pretty much just doing foam tires for, you know, mostly the guys you race with and a few guys here and there all over. You know, of course, yeah. a lot of us over here and now it's it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, and it's not just off-road carpet racing anymore. Now it's 
speedrun foam. It's drag racing foam. It's it's ridiculous, dude. Like, I'm so excited for you. Like, I know how much work it must be for you because you go to work, you do a full-time gig, and then you come home, and this is pretty much like a second full-time gig. And, yeah. and you know, I know it's a hell of a lot of work for you, but guys like me, and there's lots of guys like me, totally appreciate how hard you work, dude. Yeah. Pretty exciting uh pretty exciting year so far i've had some pretty good luck with all my tires so yeah yeah for sure for sure and that's that's another thing i'm really happy for this year because you know i know you you take a lot of things very much so to heart because you put your heart into every pair of foams that you put together and i don't think a lot of people realize that you're not just one of these manufacturers that are slapping foam on on plastic rims and shipping them out you care about the quality of your work you care about the customer you want the customer to enjoy their purchase from you and yep. I think a lot of people got to remember that, you know, you're not, when you send somebody a set of foam tires, you're not sending them out and going, eh, not worried about it. You want to, you want, you make sure they're perfect before they go out. You know, I was, I'm in one of these Facebook chat groups with a couple other guys and it's kind of funny because they're drag racers and I'm sure a lot of people that listen to my podcast and the other one will figure out who I'm talking about. But one of the guys had mentioned that out of all of the foam tires for drag racing he's ever gotten, the only ones he's never had to true to make them match have been yours. That's crazy. Right? <laughs> when you think about it, right? Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, listen, I have no way of truing tires. And I'm glad he said something like that because I would n- never now. Now, Rick's going to be the only guy I'll ever go to for foam tires for drag racing because I know he's going to send me a pair I can put on my car and it's going to go straight with them on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm I, bad for that. I don't measure my tires. I know I need to start keeping a little more track of, of tire wear and stuff like that. But, yeah. I know. A couple people said they never had to true them and. Tim was like one of them that three day weekend on over twenty one passes and never had to true them. So never touched them. Yep. And that that would have been last year at the nationals, the RCDRL nationals, which are actually happening, I believe, this weekend. Um, unfortunately, our guys from California weren't able to go. But the good news is, if you're not listening to the TSR Speed Shop podcast, you're missing out on me not having to be the host and more or less distract the host and cause us to be uh, three hour long shows again. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, if you guys haven't been listening to that show, you need to go check it out. Those guys are going to be racing come next weekend on a real drag track for RCs. Purposely built drag track for them. It'll be prepped. It'll be real drag racing. You know, those guys aren't giving up on their no prep stuff. I know Tyler today actually is hosting a, uh, which today is Saturday for anybody wondering. And I'm going to post this show today. So it will be up today. Uh, Saturday, June 23rd. If you're in the Southern California area, you need to get on Facebook right now. Find out where this race is because it's happening at 4 o'clock West Coast time. This show will be up hopefully by noon West Coast, maybe sooner, maybe sooner. Um, but if you're, you're looking, go on, look up RC Drag Talk on Facebook. Go over there, give them a like, see where they're racing if you're in the area, and go out and race with those guys. They're having a cash day, no prep cash day. Um I'm not sure the classes, so you're going to have to go look that up. But it's going to be awesome. I wish I was in California because that's what I'd be doing today. I need to get a TV or a monitor in my uh, workshop where I can watch that stuff while I'm doing tires. You know, most of the time I just listen to the radio, but sometimes it's just solid, quiet, and just focus on what I'm doing. So, well, yeah, you got, man, I, I, it's like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm, blown away at the the quantity of tires you have to do like i just (laughs) i don't know how you managed to do that man 
And stay on top of it. It's pretty amazing. Well, that's it. There's- stay on top of it. Have a good quality product still. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot of people think when you start doing the volumes that you've been having to do, quality might suffer a little. But you still do them the same way every time, and that's that's yep. incredible. I know. Last year I had a lot of problems. Um, in May it rained every other day, and I ended up having a lot of tires that seemed like they're glued, and they weren't in they the weren't. metal because there's so much moisture in the air that the foam sucked it up. But this year has been totally different. I figured it all out from all the mistakes last year. Yeah. So, if, so if a few of you guys that ran my tires that had problems last year or the year before, why don't you come on back and give me another shot? So. Yeah, for sure. Why not? Well, like I'm, I'm sure they won't be disappointed if they come back. And that's the other thing. I know, you know, being friends with you on Facebook and the little conversations we have here and there. I know. You've, you're really excited about the fact that you've got your thumb on top of the whole ungluing issue, which is great because I, I felt terrible about that because, I, like I said, I know how much heart you put into that product, and when, you ha- when there's a failure out there and people are upset with you, you feel bad for them because at the end of the day, you want everybody to have fun with RC, and that's the biggest thing yeah. about you know, meeting you and, and becoming friends with you and, and working with you, with, you know, as, as one of your, your guys is that you know, you really take pride in making sure everybody's having a good time. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's not just you. Most of the Marka guys, like that group you guys race with, are like that. They want everybody to have fun. They're, they're not these guys that won't tell you what they're doing to their cars to make them faster. You know, Jeff Stanford's a prime example of that. Like, you could hand that guy your car, and he'll put a setup on it. Like, because he's ran so many different platforms, he knows. <laughs> so He's fast. Eric Jensen. Jensen, he's yeah. Super fast. Your son, yeah. your son. Yeah, my, Eric, my son. Yeah. Um, Which, congratulations, Grandpa. You're going to be a grandpa soon, aren't you? Holy crap, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be different. Yeah, that's for sure. Refocus some stuff. <laughs> We're going to be able to call you Grandpa Banana now. <laughs> oh, I'll have to get a little banana shirt for him. There you go. Him. him. Yes, a boy, right? Yep. He's oh, going to no. be a little boy. So you know what's going to happen. Eventually, Eric will have a son that's faster than him, just like you have a son that's faster than you. Yeah. Um, when, at the beginning when we were racing, Eric and I, I did all the work, and then one day he just finally took over, and he be, started to become super fast. That's really cool. You know? Yeah, and, that, and that's when you start handing him your car. Say, cool, you're really fast. Can you fix mine? Because it ain't fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been having a lot of issues lately with my cars. But, you know, when I go to RC tracks, um I don't focus so much on where I finish at the races. It's more about helping guys answer questions with tires, whatever, you know. Well, and that's kind of the approach I've taken to racing recently is, you know, don't get me wrong. I want to go out and practice, and I want to become a better racer because I know that's what separates me from a lot of these other guys. I just don't get the practice because I've shown myself a handful of times on the driver's stand in races that I can be just as fast as the fast guys. It's my consistency that sucks. Yeah. Right. So the practice for me is what. But when I go to these bigger races, like don't get me wrong, I enjoy driving, racing with all my friends. But if I can help somebody, to me, I get a better. I feel better about the race at the end of it, knowing that I help maybe two or three people, even if it's just small things. You know, if maybe if it was soldering, resoldering a wire for them. Maybe it was, you know, telling them about one of the new ESC settings on a Tekken Speedo that I just found out about that they didn't know about either, or updating an ESC for them. You know what I mean? And helping them out, like. Yeah. I I love doing that, you know, and that's, to me, what the hobby's become for me is is helping other people enjoy the hobby as much as I do. Because for a while, I got lost. You know, I was really, really lost with 
with the fun aspect of it. I was kind of consumed with the competition aspect of it. And I realized that, yes, it's fun to have competition, but at the same time, if I stop having fun and I'm miserable, why am I doing it? So I kind of reevaluated things. And I've reevaluated a lot of things over the last few months and, and really changed a lot of who I am. And, and the weight loss has helped with that too, making me feel better and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I know, you know, everybody that follows me on Facebook is probably sick of hearing it. But seriously, if you're... If you're not in the healthiest of shape, and don't get me wrong, I'm still far from where I want to be, but it, it just just make the effort to, to change. It's going to be a little bit of a long haul, but I'm telling you right now, the difference you're going to see after six months of really doing it and concentrating on it, it it's a world of difference. It's going to open up your eyes to a lot of things, and and I'm super excited, like I said, just to be involved in this, to talk to guys like you, but I want to know more about what I've been missing because I haven't been able to race with you since what was it like November? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you've had a ton of races all over the place. You know, I know yeah. the guys down in, uh, at uh, Island Speedway, they're they're redoing their floor. They're putting in a subfloor to make their track even better. And I don't know how you make that track better because it was already amazing to begin with. But let, let's talk yeah. about some of the races you, you you've hosted. Um. The hardwoods, uh, that was an awesome time. We yep. had a good crowd there. It was probably the, the one of the biggest crowds I had last year, 180-some entries. Yeah, it was so. huge. And thank thank so much to those guys from Iowa, to Brian, to Alex, for those guys helping me uh, race direct for that race. Without those guys, I probably would have never made it through the day. But those guys saved my butt. I can't forget Tom Tanner as, as well down there. He was a co-race director with me for the day, but uh, near the end of the night, uh, Brian and Alex were in there running races so that way Tom and I could kind of concentrate on our cars and stuff like that. So shout out to all those guys that helped me uh, race direct. But yeah, that race was huge. And we got done at a fairly decent time, I thought. Yeah. O'clock. Hey. We started at nine. Yeah. Well, when you think about it for a one day race, 180 entries and, you know, everybody was leaving by nine o'clock. Now I know we left a little early because my kids ended up being sick all yeah. day. I felt yeah. so terrible as a, as a parent. Like, you know, you know what it's like. You're a parent. You feel terrible when your kids are sick, and then let alone you're doing something and your kids are sick, and it's like, uh, I feel real bad about making them stay there all day. But they trooped it out, and um, at the end of the day, that's my, fam- my family loves me, obviously, enough to sit there and be sick at a racetrack. <laughs> yeah. I know um, I had a race at the finish line here this spring, and that was an awesome time. I'm definitely looking forward to going back to the finish line and. It, um Hudson, Indiana? Yeah, yeah. That's a race that I think if you have another one there, because I want to try out a couple of different tracks. And see, for me, next year, racing is going to be a little different. Uh, I know I've been asked to race direct two races uh, at Hardwoods already for next season. I believe it's November and February. Don't quote me on that. There will be more information in the future. But there's going to be two races, uh, big races down at the Hardwoods um, that I will be there race directing. Uh, But for the most part, a lot of my racing is going to be pretty limited next year because I went and did a stupid thing and I went and snow checked a brand new snow machine. So I'm going to want to use it as much as possible as well. So where I can fit racing in, if the snow conditions aren't right, I'll be still racing. Uh, But I think, like I said to my wife, my concentration is going to be on a couple of more bigger races. You know what I mean? So something like that down at finish line, the hardwoods races, and maybe one other one. And that'd kind of be what I'm racing next year. I know, um, 
I already got a date booked with uh, Kevin at Hardwoods. It's on, I think it's November 11th and 12th. I got to check the calendar again. So we already got that date locked in. So that's one of the races that I've been asked to race direct. I know that because I'm pretty sure it's November and February. I think he's going to do his Hardwoods race in February and then your race is in November. I just, I wasn't 100% sure on which one was which, so I didn't want to. But that sounds yeah. about right. I think your race is the before the new year and then after the new year will be the Hardwoods race. So if you guys are hearing this right now, plan to come to those races please i want to see you know lots of entries of both of these races uh, because obviously at the end of the day it not only supports kevin in the hardwoods but it also supports guys like rick when he's sponsoring a race the more people that show up the better it looks um, and then of course other tracks are going to want to have rick come and bring his race yep. to them because they know people are going to come so and one thing one thing i do is at most of these races i let the track um paper half the plaques and they get all the entry fee money so it's good for the clubs mm -hmm. um, i get all the tire sales so yeah usually the club works makes out better than i do at a few of these races um i but got see, five tracks to, to me you're doing it the right way though rick you, you you know when when these places have these races like sponsor a race place at, at you know and you see the articles all the time on live rc where they say you know what is it cost to have you know the reedy race at ocrc for example you know and they go on to say that a lot of times that ocrc really almost breaks even for the day they don't make a lot of money you know the hobby shop does all right but a lot of times when you get these big races where these big sponsored guys show up they bring their own parts they bring their own tires they bring their own this that and the other thing so the hobby shop doesn't see a lot where you when you go to a race you're you're there to benefit the track it's not so much for you you're there to have fun and enjoy because I can see it when, when I'm around you at these big races, you're always smiling, you know, you're always talking to people, you're having a good time. I still remember the time Ron Jackson missed out on a whole qualifier because he was talking to you. You know, <laughs> to me, that's you're doing it right. When a racer is more consumed with the conversation and, and, and enjoying that, than they're worried about the racing. they miss a qualifier. Something's going right. Friendships are being made. People are enjoying themselves. So yeah. I, I love that. But you have five hobby shops now. Were you saying? I got more than that. Holy. Uh, five new ones then? Um, I lost one, but I gained like three more, so it's about seven, eight now. Holy, so, buddy. I think I grabbed one of the biggest hobby shops in New York, so. Buddy, good job. Right on. They were impressed with my work. They, they said I have a talent that most people don't. So. Well, hey, and they're not wrong. I'll tell you, I've been out, and I've probably put in about 100 laps over on that asphalt uh, on roadish off-road track that we have. Now we have two jumps in it, which I'll go and take some pictures for all you guys to show you um, in the next couple of days. I do want to get out and run my four-wheel drive buggy on the track now that I have the aluminum uh, caster front caster blocks because I broke one of those at the big race at the end of the year. Uh, oh, Rick, you missed a hell of a run for me, buddy. I think you had somebody had a little clip of, uh, I couldn't remember if it was your truck or what, but... Looked like you had a pretty uh, substantial lead. Well, so this is what had happened is uh, Casey's race, the Spring Fling, which unfortunately you guys weren't able to come up for this year, which weather would have stopped you even if you wanted to come because the weather ended up just being terrible. Um, but for whatever reason, I found the right gearing. I found the right you know setup on the car. And when I ran my main, the car was just on fire. It was fast it ran now i know everybody says you have the short lap because of whatever 
but it ran a pace that was just as fast as the TQ in that class. Wow. Right? So I, I, I was so excited about that car. And, of course, unfortunately, when it came to, I believe it was the mod four-wheel drive buggy, uh, A-Main, I ended up breaking the part that I broke in qualifying that I had fixed with uh, CA glue and JB weld. Um, so I had to use a loaner ride for the A-Main of 13.5 four-wheel drive buggy. Uh, thanks to Joel Wiggins for your Team C TM4. I'll tell you, with a little bit of work, a little bit of setup, I probably could have been, I could have done better than sixth. But I finished sixth overall in the A main of 13.5 four wheel drive buggy. And you know the guy, the caliber of guys that that I race with. They're not slouches by any stretch of the imagination. They're all pretty fast. So I was okay with that, especially with the loner ride that I had never driven before. <laughs> yeah, and then Team C uh, four wheel drives ain't too bad. So. No, I think if, if I would have had it for the whole weekend and really been able to put a little bit more into it, I think it could have been a lot better. But like Joel said, he's just he's had a lot of little little problems here and there with it. And then, yeah. I've been down this street, so I'm looking forward to uh, working with the uh, finish line, Windy City in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, Star Collectibles, uh, hopefully Mark will get a building this year. I'm uh, hoping for you guys. I'd love to come down and, and throw down with you guys again. I would like to try to do five races starting from October until March. So we'll see what happens. <coughs> oh, pardon me. It'll be, it'll be a lot of work on top of all, all my other tires, but I'd like to try it. <laughs> So that's the better question I have for you. What season seems to be busier for you? Now, I know I know. a lot of times you get guys that are ordering from you from California and Florida, so they kind of have year-round season. They can run whenever they want. But what do you find is, is more summer or winter? Because we actually do, you know, summer, winter, fall, spring. We have that whole cycle. What, which season's busier for you, do you find? Uh, the fall. Yeah. The indoor season is craziest because... Usually I slow down on making foam tires in the springtime, and then I start focusing on drag tires and eight-scale tires. And here probably in next month or two, I'll start slowing down on those and start mm-hmm. focusing on the 10-scale the indoor stuff, you know, short course, two-wheel drive buggy, four-wheel drives, um, stadium trucks. If you ain't ever drove a stadium truck on foam tires, you're missing out on a lot. So, You know what? They are a whole lot of fun. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I think my aggressive style of driving doesn't really suit a stadium truck. Like, I love my stadium truck, but it I don't know if it was maybe the T5M or maybe I had bent something in it or done something to it, but it seemed to not be consistent. Like, it would drive really great for, you know, half half the track, like half the race, and then it would get weird. Um, no matter if I clean the tires, resauced them, did this, did that, you know, redid the shocks, you know, redid the, the, the gear diff in it. It didn't seem to matter. Anything that I did, it would be good for a little bit and then disappear. And I just, I figured, you know what, let's let the stadium truck go. We'll wait a little bit. Let's really concentrate on the, on the Yokomos, on my two wheel drive and four wheel drive buggies. And, um, because the other thing is it's a a different style of driving from the buggies. And, yep. you know, I used to think that everybody's saying that, oh, I got rid of this because it's just too different. And it's like, really? But now I see what they're saying. When you start getting to a level where you're you're getting faster and you're competing more, that change in driving style is sometimes hard to 
to grasp. And I think for me, it's just because I don't get enough track time. I think if I could go out and, you know, run a solid day just with the stadium truck, I could have done way better. Um, but I just, I don't have that time available to me. Now with this summer, of course, that might be different, but I got an on-road car that I really want to pilot. So the stadium truck mm-hmm. had to go to make room for the on-road car because I want to kind of start concentrating on corners because I think yeah. that's where I really need to make my improvements is my corners. The new associated uh, 6.6T.1. Uh, yeah. I watched that race at uh, uh, tearing out the carpet race in Iowa. Yeah. Um, Phil from... Uh, out there on by Des Moines, he had his, and the front end it was so planted. I'd never seen a single tire, um, what do I call chatter in the yeah, front end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That inside tire sometimes just kind of does the little as. It... <laughs> and he um, he did really good for that new associated um, six T one or T six one. Yeah, yeah. Almost made me want to get one. I know. X ray. <laughs> that 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 was the problem for me. Of course, the the T six M point one or whatever they're calling it come out literally as I was deciding to uh, move the T five M. And you know, I had a lot of people ask me, "Oh, you're getting the T six? No, no, I'm I'm taking a break from the stadium truck stuff again. I want to put some more uh, into my my Yokomos. And and because I know I'm not going to race a whole lot next year, like originally I was going to get rid of my YZ2 and get the new CAL2 uh, because, you know, obviously I, I race on high traction surfaces. I really don't have a use for a, a dirt car. Like I got the DTM because it was the newest model and it had some features. But I think I might be coming out ahead because it looks like to me there's a few things that I can do with the DTM to kind of get it to a CAL2 and make it kind of like the best of both worlds car where I've got, you know, the few things that a guys are stealing from the DTM and putting on a CA to make it a little better and vice versa. I'll get some of the stuff from the CAL2 to make the, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think by the time I'm done with it, um, come this, this, this indoor season, it'll be plenty fast. And at the end of the day, I don't need to be changing platforms every few years like a lot of guys because to me, somebody that's got a really good B5M is still going to be fast. Like yeah. I, I'm still convinced you can give a guy like Frank Hansen a B5M give him a day to put a wild setup on it and pretty much anything he wants to do to it. And that car is just going to be f- as fast as the B6s for the most part. Maybe not on like the national level, but on the local level. Oh, yeah. All day. Yep. yep. You know, and that's the that's way I look at it. <laughs> I'm only racing at the local level. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, uh, that's part of the reason why I don't drive uh, four-wheel, four-wheel drive buggies. You know, I, I love them. But mm-hmm. I, I figured I'd just stay in the two two wheel drive platforms and yeah. stadium. It's one of my biggest loves. So yeah, well I hear you there. See, for me, it's the four wheel drives are my love. Like I had a four wheel drive short course track, and you know everybody shook their head at me. How can you run an SC ten four by four? And I'm like, yeah. it's not that bad. Yeah. When you got to work on it, it is. But like, well, when you have to work on it as much as I've had to work on mine, you figure out how to take it apart and put it back together really quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I had it down to I could change. Uh, I still know it because I broke two of them, one in the front, one in the rear. The idler gear, I yeah. I broke it right. I didn't like chip teeth off of it. It actually just broke, so it would make a wild clicking sound. And I had to change one at one race, and I think it was like twenty minutes. I had the truck part part in, truck back together, and you know, I, I unfortunately I re- really wish guys like Jim Tollard would have been around back when I did that because apparently that's a really big feat to do. I didn't realize yeah. it. Like, Jim goes, nobody runs them because they're too much to work on. And I'm like, I'll yeah. go to a race and work on it for you if you want to run one. I got no problem with that. 
<laughs> yeah. It's been a pretty crazy year it, so far. A year? It's been a crazy couple of years. When I think back to all the racing that I've done with you guys, like just going to different tracks to race with, you know, the Wisconsin guys, which, you know, shout out to all those guys for kind of welcoming me into their little group. Because, you know, the, you guys never, anytime I go to a race you guys are at, you save a spot for me. So I always got yep. a group of guys to sit with, which is really cool because it's like, wow, they kind of like adopted me of their, you know, I'm like that, that, that little kid that has no idea what he's doing and they just want to see him do better. I love it because yeah. I need that help every day. <laughs> yeah, that was fun at the hardwoods. <laughs> oh, yes. Always, always good racing with you guys. That's for sure. So what do we got coming up for this year thus far? Oh, man. It's new stuff. I'm working on some huge tires. I know some guys are going to have a heart attack when I tell them the price, but guys got the money. So well, I'm going to do it. You got to pay to play, to, right? Well, yeah. Plus, it's uh, some record-breaking stuff. So, oh, and I was pretty excited about another uh, upcoming project I've been working with with the company. Um, let's say it's two-wheel drive. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Um, it's supposed to run really fast. Well, hopefully, if everything goes well. I don't know if you heard a TSR show, not the last one, but the one before that, that Tim and I did. And we were kind of discussing, I don't know if it was on the show or not. Maybe it was during a break. But we were discussing my goal. No, we were on the show. I know we were because I, re- I re-listened to it. It's actually two shows ago. That little spec car of mine is considered a pro stock car because it's the shorter wheelbase, which I think it's an 11-inch wheelbase, whereas the uh, pro mods are 12-inch. Yeah. From everything that Tim and I can gather, there's no official 132-foot run that goes over 100 mile an hour with an 11-inch wheelbase car. Really? Yes. It's close. There's a few that are close. I think there's, like, the closest one is, like, 98 mile an hour. And, of course, that one's, like, mine won't be, quote-unquote, official because I'm going to be running it with a Traxxas timing system. And I know guys say that they're not the greatest. But my goal this year is is to take Gone Banana Racing Skin foam tires on the back of that car and propel it in 132 feet to go over 100 mile an hour. So that's my goal for this year with Gone Bananas, is to put that little short car over 100. That'll be good. I'll be uh, looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to try. Like We've already discussed uh, options to mix like the stickiest of sticky liquid that we can spray down on the road, uh, on the on the parking lot, um, because I'm not going to lie to people. Like, you know, I love the idea of no prep racing, but this is something that I want to accomplish, and uh, I'm going to basically prep it like as if it were a racetrack and cool. see what I can do with it, because I, I really feel that, that it's possible to do with that car, and especially after putting a, a near 75-mile-an-hour pass on it, which is the 13.5 in it, I, I really think it's, it's, it's that last 25-mile-an-hour. I know it's a lot, but I think mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah, that's why I was asking Tim what he was, what motor he was running with his um, 1S pet car, um, his spec racer, because I think I'm going to try that too. There's a couple, uh, there's a tr- drag racing track over in Dubuque, Iowa, and then there's another one down in the Quad Cities. Um, oh. Terry runs that one. Right, right, right. I've been, doing, I've been doing some tires for them guys, and they want me to come down, so I just thinking about slapping something together and oh, I, would, 
I would love to go down and do something like that. So. But yeah, it's a it's a two point five turn motor. I'll be honest with you. If you want to build a pro stock like one cell car, very similar to Tim's, definitely get the signature TSR pack from Max Amps. Uh, okay. I know a few guys run Trinity uh, cells, but I, I've most of the guys have been switching over to those Tim Smith packs. And well, proof is in the pudding. That guy went and won the U.S. Nationals last year in RCDRL. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I won't I won't argue with success. I'll tell you that. But yeah, it's a two point five turn motor. Uh, which is more than likely what I'm going to be putting in mine, but I'm going to be running two cells on mine. Okay. So. I know uh, I've, on Facebook lately, there's been a lot of uh, houses catching on fires from the lipo packs. So, well, guys, here's my thing. Start. You never see, there's two things that a lot of people don't, don't mention. They don't mention what chargers they're using in a lot of cases, and they don't tell you what brand of cells they're running. Now, I can say this. In my history and being an RC, from the day I've started being in the electric side of it, I've owned Traxxas LiPos, which I still have, and they still charge and balance properly. I've had SMC cells. I've had track power cells. Track power cells swelled up on me. I don't think they were – the C rating wasn't high enough on them, despite what the packaging said for the application in the 4x4 short course truck I was running. I've ran, again, SMCs, I've ran max amps, and I'll tell you this, uh, I've had a, one or two SMC cells pa- uh, puff on me. I, I want to say that's probably based on the fact that they were really big milliamp hours in the same size case as some of the smaller milliamp hours, so there was no okay. room for natural expansion, because that does, believe it or not, happen with lipos. Um, but the only packs that I've ever been concerned with were my track power ones. I had problems with those. And I'm not yep. saying that they're the worst batteries out there, but those are the ones that I've had problems with. My difference is, and I know a lot of guys do this at races, when they charge their batteries, they just charge them. They don't balance them. And I get yeah. it, because it's faster just to charge them. Yep. I balance charge every time I charge, and guess what I've never had happen? I've never had a battery go bad on me. Yep. So. Lipo safety is super important. You're not supposed to leave these things unattended. You know, I would always suggest putting them, I don't, like I, when I charge and I need to be, you know, moving around the house, like maybe run upstairs for a minute, I normally set my batteries just inside of one of those ammo containers. I don't close it, but I set them inside because if they go up, they're, it's contained inside the container. You know, it yeah. can go up and, and exhaust into the room that it's in, which is fine, but the container itself is, you know, about eight inches tall. And yeah. if you watch videos of how lipos go up, even if it, it you know, vents out the top, for the most part, there's nothing above my area where I charge that can catch fire. So yeah. it, it's just something that I do. Now, I don't ever leave the house. I don't ever go away from them for more than two minutes. Like, if I have to, I run up, use the bathroom, come back down. Uh, my wife yeah. hates it because I just I don't want to take that risk. And yeah. um, I think everybody needs to think a little bit more about that when they're charging. If you have a battery yeah. that goes, like, dead on you and it won't charge through LiPo mode, um, I don't suggest jumping it using the NIM mode. I don't. Um, I've done it before, but I go outside and I do it in the middle of my driveway. Yeah. And then I, I've done, I've done it a couple times too. And I shouldn't. So. Well, no, listen, we're all at the end of the day, we're all RC hobbyists and enthusiasts. And for the most part, you know, there's very few of us that aren't, uh, don't have the, the knowledge of lipo batteries. You know, somebody coming in new to the, the hobby is of course not going to know the dangers of lipos. Um, and I encourage anybody that's new to the hobby that might be listening to this to do a lot of research. Don't ask people, oh, can I do this? Can I do that? Don't. 
Go to the manufacturers that make these batteries and, and send them an email and ask them questions. The manufacturers are never going to give you information that's going to put you in danger. It's just not yeah. going to happen. Where somebody might say to you, oh, yeah, when I get a dead cell, I take it out of the case and I cut that cell out. And, you know, I'll take two matching uh, milliamp hour batteries and make a new one out of it. No, dude, to those guys doing that. Cool. Don't post about it on the Internet. Don't give these newbies any information like that, because somebody who's very new to the hobby might say, oh, I got a bad battery. I can fix it. And then the next thing you know, they've burned themselves, burned their house down. Something bad's happened. Um, and unfortunately, yeah. it's just it happens because people just don't pay enough attention to it. Oh, he's got a bucket of uh, salt water outside close by. <laughs> yep. Yep. That definitely, definitely always helps. But like I said, when I have to do one of those little rejuvenate a battery, I go out, I do it outside. And then once it's done, I balance charge it. Like I'll normally put it through two or three cycles, like set it on my charger just so it, it drains it, recharges it and balances, drains it. It takes forever for it to do. But I find that if after you know two or three cycles through up and down if the cells are still coming you know within a, a milliamp or not a milliamp but like within a volt or like uh like 0.01 of a volt to 02 of a volt then i'm cool with that that to yeah. me that battery is still going to be okay i can i can trust it in storage mode in my house i actually know you had a, a cell puff on you when it was stored wasn't it just sitting on the shelf yeah yeah see yep it was crazy. I, I was at Casey's race, and I got home. My wife said, uh, had a lipo go off downstairs. She didn't know what it was. The house filled with smoke. The smoke detectors were going off. Jeez, eh? That was crazy. Yeah. See, and I always make sure I keep mine. Like, I have a couple lipo bags. The ones I'm not using are stored in a lipo bag. Yeah. Now, I don't know how great just... of an idea that is, because if one of them goes up, there's like six of them in there. It might be totally bad, but... <laughs> It's better than having it on a wood shelf. It could have caught fire, but I, I think it just let all the smoke out of the... Yeah, well, uh, because the lipos have that, that tendency to either... They're violent, and there's flames and smoke. Sometimes they just kind of let the, the magic smoke out of them, kind of like ESCs do and, and other electronics do. Um, yeah. But yeah, so for anybody out there, if you have questions about lipos, feel free to send me a message. You know, send Tim Smith a message if you need to. Um, you know, Rick would probably even be willing to answer any questions he has knowledge of. I'm not the greatest, but I can get to the guys that can give me the right information for you. And, and at the end of the day, I just want to make sure everybody's enjoying the hobby, being safe, and, and yep. everything like that. You know what I mean? So, well, I think that's about it for the day, huh? It, it's pretty much it. It's going to be a short show for everybody, but that's okay. I know a lot of guys like the shorter ones as opposed to the longer ones. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that because, like I said, I'm going to try and give you guys content. And it's not going to be all the time. I'm, I'm trying to make more of an effort in it, but bear with me. 60-hour work weeks at work are killing me right now. Um, but with the, the light of working on nights, like I got two weeks of nights coming up and then a week off. So there's three weeks in July that I actually am doing something different at work. Um, so it might leave me more, uh, more time to put a couple shows together. What I'm going to try and maybe do throughout July is put like three or four shows together. Um, not post them all, but that way I have something for you guys, um, you know, every couple weeks to, to give you. I know now I'm making a whole lot of work for myself, but it's okay. I got lots of friends who like to talk RC, like Rick. And with that being said, of course, remember, if you need foam tires, it doesn't matter the application. Message Rick before you think that he can't do it. Because I'm willing to tell you, there isn't anything too big for him. It's just you have no. to have deep pockets if it's really big. It's, I got two orders of X-Maxes coming up, and like I said, it's, uh, I'm doing some huge fist scale tires right now, mm -hmm. so 
He's going to try to 15 us. So that's oh, my goodness. Well, I wish him the best of luck with that, and I hope your stuff doesn't spin or catch a rock. <laughs> but I just hope they stay together. I yeah. just want a record. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys, just uh, keep your eyes open. I'll post all the dates on on the five race series. Um, I don't know if it'll be a traveling points deal or what. I got to talk with Eric Johnson and see what he's willing to help me with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too busy to keep track of all the scores. So. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, so with that being said, of course, once Rick has that information, of course, make sure you go over and like the NBM podcast, everything RC on Facebook. Make sure you go over and like gone banana racing skins on Facebook. And stay tuned to them. If you don't catch it when Rick posts it, I will be reposting it on my personal Facebook, which you can follow me if you'd like, Matthew Housen. Feel free to add me. Just a forewarning, my life is on Facebook. I share things that I do with my family. I share the RC stuff that I do. I have opinions, and sometimes I post them. So if you're easily offended, or as some people call a snowflake nowadays, don't add me on Facebook. I appreciate you being a fan of the show. But I don't want anybody following me on Facebook that might get offended by something I post. And usually I'll proceed what I'm posting with, don't be offended by this. Or if you're easily offended, keep scrolling. Um, because yep. at the end of the day, I like to say my piece. And I like to let other people say their piece because at the, that's what social media is about. I don't like the negativity. That upsets me when you're going at a particular manufacturer. It doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter if it's gone, one of the ones that I deal with like Gone Bananas, which, you know, you guys can go back and listen to shows where I was really upset with people for beating up on Rick, you know, because uh, like I said, this guy wants nothing to do but make the, the hobby better, make everybody have more fun, um, and he's not out there just to make a quick buck on, on selling you something that, you know, isn't going to work. He wants to give you a product that's going to work. So, um, But that's about all that I got. And, and if you need to look up one more thing on Facebook, it's going to be the Chad and Lee After our after Hours RC Podcast. Shout out to those guys over there. The chat, I believe it's Chad Lee After Hours, after hours RC Podcast. Um, you know, they sent a donation. Uh, would have been a number of months back. Uh, but it basically covered the podcast for a year uh, of of giving you the show on Podbean. So shout out to those guys for that donation. Um, they're kind of the quasi year year sponsor. So I'm going to try to make sure I always mention them. So go check them yeah. out. Um, shout out to those guys. Shout out to guys like Rick. Rick has supported me before anybody else did before anybody else wanted anything to do with this little old RC racer. Rick was taking care of me from the, from the word go. And, and as long as Rick will have me, I will be his, his loyal friend running we'll on his product. <laughs> We'll always be friends. Yeah, I appreciate it, Rick. I don't. I, I know I say it a lot, and, and I'm sure a lot of people understand how much I do. But I can't. I can't gush enough about it. I'm. I'm so very fortunate to have people that support me in this hobby. Never in a million years did I think that. And sometimes I kind of do the whole wow. It's a lot of responsibility because I really gotta. But at the end of the day, most everybody knows who they're getting with me. I'm, I don't yeah. hide from it. <laughs> you know. So uh, I appreciate that a lot, buddy. Like me, I don't hide from uh, when I see a problem on Facebook either. So, well, hey, let's just—it's being honest at the end of the day. And I was raised to be honest. You know, I was also raised that if I didn't have anything nice to say, then don't say it. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But it's all good. I got a mow yard today, but it's been raining here for like. 16 days in a row. I know. That's terrible. You can keep that weather. I don't want it. <laughs> and the, it's really like 90s up in Canada. And I said, holy crap, it's like 60 degrees here. 
Yeah, we we've had a couple of really warm ones, and like we've been getting rain on it. We've been to me having like the perfect storm of weather, I call it. So we get really nice days, and then we have you know unfavorable weather for a couple of days, but then the, it gets nice again. Um, it got a little cold again for a little bit, which that was kind of a a, a welcome thing because it got really hot really quick. And I wasn't ready to have air conditioners put in the house when it got really hot. And I'm like, no, no, you need to cool down. And it did like two days later. So it was great. Uh, but it's looking like we're going to have a good year this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, of course, make sure you guys do what I ask. Check out Gaum and Anna Reese and Skins on Facebook. Give them a like and a share. Thank you for listening to the show. And then, of course, thanks to everybody like MKS, Tekin. Uh, oh, man, I got to do it again. I got to turn around and look. Yeah, MKS, Tekin, Max Amps, Gropner, Gaum and Anna Racing Skins. I'm forgetting a bunch. I cleaned up my workbench area, so I don't really have anything. Rotoron, I can't forget that guy. He he made to me. He's made the biggest difference in my race program by giving me motors that work great. Because I've always been one of those racers. I get a motor, I don't touch it. I run it how it comes in the box. Which I know a lot of guys go, no, no, you got to turn it up to this. You got to do. No, man. I just send my stuff to him. I let him do whatever he's got to do to it. He sends it back. I put it in the car. I put gear to it, and that's it. Yep. So. But I think that's it. Alrighty. I'm out of here. All right, Rick, you have yourself a great day, buddy. I got to go cut my lawn. Yep, me too. (laughs) All right, Rick. Later. Bye. All right, folks. So that was an awesome little show. I know it's short, but hey, think about it this way. You guys got a three-hour show over the TSR RC Speed Shop podcast that you can go listen to. So that's what I'm going to encourage you to go do is run over there, grab that show if you haven't already, which I'm sure most of you have, and enjoy it. And again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with me. Um, you know, I know I don't have some of the biggest guests in RC on uh, quite anymore. A lot of the logistics to do that is hard. A lot of those guys are California, you know, California guys. They're three hours away, and uh, it's difficult for me. But if there is somebody that you'd like to hear on the MBM podcast, let me know. I'll see what I can do about arranging it. Um, you know, let's. Yeah, just send me some feedback. Send me some messages uh, on my personal Facebook, on the podcast pa- uh, page. doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do. Again, thanks for listening. And hopefully you guys enjoy this uh, little tune here that I'm going to put at the end of it. Um, I'm not even sure what I really want to put. Let me see. Oh, I think I know what I'm going to do. Hang on. Let me see. I'm going to slow it down a little bit for you. Um, because if I can even find it, I might have to go to YouTube for it. I don't think it'll be on here. Will it? It is not going to be. All right. I got something for you guys. I just got to bring it up on YouTube. So uh, hopefully you enjoy it.
Yeah. Maybe this would just be the intro like this. <laughs> That's it. Squad. All these bad say they love me, I already know. Check the pick, the ping that's on my finger, cause I'm very ho. There you go, everybody know the boy pockets are swole. What's good? It's unfamiliar, never been here before. Life good, cause I just got quoted 200 to show. Oh no, oh no, 200 to show. Overnight, all this money that I've been making, I gave it right back. To all of the people that made me, you know we like that. Don't know why you wanna date me, but I can't fight that. Guess you ain't done sh for her lately, not on the right track. If I think that sh sound good, I gotta write that. We man knocking on the door, I'll be right back. Pass the sh is sick, watch them like that. Hit the studio, record the sh then mix the sh then master it, and then we do the show and they recite that. I'm right back. Told them about my life, told them about my life.
To the spot, feeling real good. Think you gon' talk shit too bad or not? My homies real hood. They say logic, why you do that? I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, they used to be like who that? I don't know, I don't know. Now they know my name wherever I go. Used to think that's what I wanted, but now I just don't know. No, I can't fuck with that knuck if you bucking back. Yeah, I've been working, but I ain't got nothing back. Tell me the dilly now. Hold up, wait, really now? All of that shit you been talking just silly now. It's as quick as you rise, just as quick as you could fall. Oh no 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 I can't f with that at all Can't f with that at all I work hard every mother day yeah 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 I work hard I work hard every day yeah 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 But today is my day It's my day And no matter what they say It's my day She ever wanted was attention And a bunch of other shit I shouldn't mention Cause she got daddy issues for days For days and days But today She ain't got shit to do Her right along with you So we gon' fuck around and vibe and vibe and vibe and vibe I'm tryna live my life But am I doing it right? Yeah I'm trying to live my life, but am I doing it right? If they tell me I'm the man, you the man right now. You the man right now with the whole wide world in the palm of your hand right now. The lights and the cameras and the money and the fame, I'ma do it for the fam right now. I'ma get it for the 301 and the R-A-T-T-P-A-C, cause you know I work hard every motherfucking day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I work hard.